everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. God, I'm so hungry. Okay. <laughs> Great start to the episode. So hungry. I need to eat food. Okay. You know, so one of those days where you just... No. No. Actually, in fairness, I did eat at midday, so... Mm. Okay, right, here we go. This one's just for you. Oh. Sophie Weller, question on values for journaling. When you pick your values at the beginning of the VJ and the grads reset, are these the ones that you feel you already embody or those that exist in the very best version of yourself? I have a few that I aspire to, but at the moment, I don't feel like I'm very good at them, such as being present and in the moment. Thank you so much. So uh, you can argue for and against this, but I like to pick values that I that are most important to me. And so they're usually the ones that you aspire to be. Right. Even if, as an example, being present, so, so important. And I'm not very good at that either. But that's something that you'd want to work on. Right. It's almost like picking a goal. If I was like, oh, my my primary value is, I don't know, health, but I'm already exercising, eating well, sleeping well, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, well you're picking a goal that you've kind of already achieved and now values aren't quite the same as goals but I always like to pick something that I should probably be working on Mm. then another really good thing to do is a bit of like an assessment of like okay if these are the top four values the things I think are most important to me whether you are actually living in line with them or not and then you do like a scale of one to ten okay I say family is my top value but if I'm being really critical like I don't actually prioritize seeing my family that often or I live the other side of the country or I don't go home as often as I should so you're like okay on a scale of one to ten how close am I living in line with that value and what would living in line with that value look like and then like okay well maybe I'm only a six okay so the the, the game or the the goal would be to get that further to ten right same with like health if health was a value and then you're like yeah you know it's really important to me but at the moment, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not sleeping well. I'm mostly living off like coffee and snacks. Okay, so I'm not living in line with that value. How am I going to move that towards like being a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 or whatever? Mm. Yeah, I love all that. I also think that it, the whole point, if if you are aspiring to pull off these Val, like living your life, life based on these values, then these are your values. Mm. The whole point of the journaling is to get you to be able to execute your daily behaviors and actions in line with that. So it's just because they're not in place yet, that doesn't mean that they're not your values. They are. And this is the whole point of journaling is to get you there, it's to bridge that gap. So, yeah. Um, okay. Katie, today I am off to Ibiza. Whoop, whoop, whoopity toot, toot, toot. (laughs) For a week, all inclusive. Am I slightly apprehensive? Maybe. But for me, how I live my life now will be pretty similar. I will be active and I will work out as I love to move my body. I will prioritize food that nourishes my body because it makes me feel good. But I also want to enjoy a drink or two and the occasional indulgence because I'm on holiday. Any top tips for where to go? Best things to do. Ibiza, welcome. In Ibiza, welcome, as I've never been before. Lunches, dinners, and a decent night out. I'm looking at you, Chloe. What? And- Why? <laughs> Me? Ibiza. Ibiza. I'm amazed. Like, I, I, I don't even, whatever. <laughs> then Sam says, it's been a few years since I last went, but experimental was my favorite night out. Bit of a schlep off the beaten track, but the music and sunset were incredible. Yeah, I would say experimental is great. It's a bit of a day vibe. I wouldn't say it's like a night out vibe. Like it ends out late after dinner. So I would say for good lunches, El Chiringuito, 
um, is amazing. Uh, Beach House is great. Um, apparently, well, no, just whatever. This based on my things. Beach House is great. For dinner, Sapunta is amazing. Do the restaurant Sapunta, not the Moroccan restaurant patchwork on top. Do the proper one. I would say for a proper, for a day out, do Ushuaia Ants. It's mega. For a night out, either Pasha, no, yeah, Pasha. Pasha on a Monday is good, but do Pasha because it's the best club in Ibiza by a mile, in my opinion. And yeah, those are my suggestions. Great. You're welcome. All right, anything on the live? Just people saying, hey, babes. Um, and Sarah Lynn, big thanks to the whole EC crew for the support on my post this week. Mental health woes are no joke and having this community in my corner makes all the difference. Aww. Good. So I'm reading a book at the moment called Unprocessed. And it talks a lot about the link between what you eat and how you feel. And one of the claims is part of the reason that we have such like poor mental health generally is in like more and more people are being diagnosed with mental health problems is partly due to our diet. Like mm. obviously there's the increase in um, like awareness and diagnosis, but then also like this underlying issue. And I really like the analogy at the start. She's, she spoke about... Um, these earthquakes that used to happen I think it was in Japan and that like all the buildings would be completely wrecked now like you could either just rebuild the buildings or you could be like no we need buildings now that can withstand earthquakes like let's look at the fundamental problem here and she kind of likens that to what we're doing with mental health it's like okay well then we just need more mental health services and it's like okay well what what's the underlying problem as to why so many people are struggling now a lot of that be the fact that we're relying on ultra processed foods a lot and maybe we need to look at diet as well probably as all the other things yeah I think definitely it plays a role I don't think we know we know it plays a role but I also think that part of the reason why is because I mean so my mom suffered really badly with depression when I was growing up like incredibly badly and obviously it was so stigmatized, like she never told anyone about it really until much later in her career after she'd retired. It's same with um, like Denise Welsh, for example, who's a very close friend of mine. It was really stigmatized, whereas now there really isn't that much stigma. In fact, if anything, I would say now with the rise of social media and um, like we always talk about, you know, sticking your flag in the ground and having something to say, maybe maybe some people are even saying that they have mental health issues that potentially don't which then you could argue does that mean you have a mental health issue um but I think more no, yeah yeah but I it's mean of lying and not depression yeah yeah you're a psycho um I think more people are, are happy to talk about it authentically when they when they really are going through it and I also think that there is now a, a rise in a generation of people who maybe just like to say something have something to say um get likes be likable so I also think that that is a huge role to play in like why more and more people have these things also yeah we know that again because of social media and especially with young children that's leading to huge increases in mental health issues at a young age um so I think I, don't, I mean I wouldn't I, I do obviously we know there's a connection but I'm not like if we all stop eating McDonald's no one will get depression <laughs> Although oh, I, don't, I don't think it's that, that but then I guess that's the, the other thing is that people are like no it's all this other stuff it's like it's probably all of it like it yeah all of it contributes but I do think that if we had better diets generally we'd probably be better able to withstand which was her point like withstand the earthquake right it's not gonna yeah. say, the earthquake's not going to go away like mental health isn't going to go away yeah with like better foundation yeah you're going to be able to withstand it more like weightlifting and aging yeah yeah like you're still going to age but you're not going to be half as frail yeah yeah you're not going to be half as basic <laughs> uh, anything else um yeah hey ladies good to see you both I'm embarrassed to ask because I feel I should know but what is training volume is it how heavy you lift or is it how many sets you do? Confused. That's Everything. because you're right about both. I don't think that's a stupid question. No, we get asked it all the time, like every round. 
it's it's how much weight you lift it's how many sets and how many reps you do how much total volume are you doing um and usually it's referred to as like specifically like body parts so because we're talking about muscle hypertrophy we talk about bodybuilding so typically when we talk about volume we mean per body part so like how many days a week are you doing lower body or how many how much total volume are you doing per week on lower body um and yeah mm. Yeah, I think people get confused about it because like it will increase even if you're not being really analytical about it. As in like people are like, oh, well, how do I know if my training volume is increasing? And it's like, well, if you're lifting heavier for the same reps, your training volume's increased, right? If you're doing more work output, your training volume will increase. So you, like for a lot of people, you don't really need to measure it. Mm. We just, we know that it's increasing. And it, yeah, and it really, it, it, yeah, depends on how much of an advanced lifter you are, because then it becomes harder and harder and harder to get stronger, to increase muscle mass. So that's really when people will be like, okay, like, like really great weightlifting coaches, one of whom's confirmed to come on the podcast next week. I'm so excited about it. Um, that's when they'll be like, okay, well, let's look at your total volume per body part because you've hit a training plateau or a physique plateau and we need to actually start mapping this out now but Emma's completely right the beginner and intermediate level definitely not something just keep working hard aim to work harder aim to get better aim to get stronger aim to get fitter and all of this will just happen really organically yeah I think so one I've heard the argument against against uh crossfit workouts especially like AMRAP type things of like well they don't even do progressive overload or like consider training volume and it's like yeah they like yeah. if you're doing more AMRAPs then like if you're getting more done in the minute that you should be doing your exercise you get another burpee in like that's increased your volume mm. okay um oh sam hero watching while giving blood mm. <gasps> oh my god i nearly saw a motorcyclist get run over today and it was nuts it was like there's a bus pulled in on the left and then this guy, this fucking idiot on a motorcycle was like zooming in and out. It was really slow moving. Like I wouldn't call it traffic, but it was, there's a, we're in a London street. There's a bus pulling over. There's cars trying to go around it. It's a two lane road. And this guy on a fucking bike was literally like weaving really fast in and out of cars. And then this person in the, in the white Prius goes to go around the bus. And the guy was aiming to go around the white Prius as it turned to go around the bus. And I watched it, it was like slow motion, you know, everything slows down. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And he literally, the car went into the drive, into the motorcyclist. And the motorcyclist like hopped, hopped down and was like basically standing on one leg and keeping the bike up with the, with the standing leg. And the other one was like in the air. And he kind of managed to shove it and he stopped and he looked at the car, raised his hands, dickhead. Like, what are you doing? And then obviously realized that there'd been some damage to the car, got on the bike. And as if nothing had happened, did the exact same thing again in both lanes around the cars and just fucked off a delivery driver. Because at first I thought, I wonder if he's one of these like boys on the on the black yeah. like jacking shit. But he was a delivery driver. I was like, you're going to be dead in a year. Like, I don't know what they think they're doing. Anyway, sorry. I just shit, like one, terrifying for the guy that was driving the car. And two, like how shit that, that your car's been... I was fuming I really I was I watched it like I said in slow motion I was like I'm about to watch somebody die it was awful I've never seen a like a, a motorcyclist so close to dying it was horrific and I'm, I, I, I saw um I was, yeah I was in the city like it was only like 8 p.m and I saw someone get like those it was like those really fast scooters hmm. they just like nicked his I don't even think it was his phone. It was something out of his hand. Then the guy was like chasing them. It was like really like what looked like quite a dweeby man was like chasing them. And I was like thinking, there's like six of them. What would you do? Even if they stopped now with like what? No, and one of them will have a weapon as well. Typically one of them's carrying a machete because I've seen it. I've seen them get pulled. I've seen so many muggings in London in broad daylight, in busy areas, in like it's ridiculous. It's really bad. The crime here is at the moment like shocking um okay moving on anyway Any great tips for Ibiza <laughs> yeah I'm going in September question on deadlifts I much prefer and have better form with the trap bar and I can lift heavier is it okay to swap um into the workouts where there's straight bar deadlift 
Um, no, I wouldn't because it works slightly different muscles and trap is trap bars more like a squat than a deadlift where deadlift's going to work your back and your posterior chain a little bit more. No, wait. Yeah, posterior chain a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I had a similar conversation with my surgeon after breast cancer. They told me how to find, diagnose and treat it, but not where it came from or how to prevent it. Yeah, I think what's hard about that is there often isn't a where it came from. And I think sometimes when you talk about that, it can seem like, I mean, some people live the, and so many of our clients actually live really freaking healthy lives and get breast cancer. And it has absolutely nothing to do with anything that they were doing. Now, there are certain things that will increase your risk, but the, yeah, I think, I imagine in that case, people avoid talking about like, quote unquote, where it came from, potentially to avoid like any kind of guilt around that shouldn't be there anyway. Mm. Yeah. It's not, yeah, I think with that, especially, it's not quite that clear cut. I've had um, friends before who have breast cancer survivors become like quite orthorexic in the years after because of this like hyper focus on lifestyle and specifically food choices. And yes and no, of course, it's a really good idea to live as healthy a life as you can, regardless of, but especially if you've gone through something like that. But it really takes over. I also think there's an element of like trying to get some control back over your body. In oh, yeah. It's really interesting. But you're right. Like so many become quite orthorexic or like scared to eat certain foods or will do anything to minimize their risk, which I completely understand. And actually, if if it's not detrimental, then fine. But sometimes I think it can get to the point that it is. Yeah. Okay, Sophie. Hi, both. Quick question on journaling. I'm really excited to get started, but wondered, should the values we choose in the... Oh, wait, we just did this right at the start. I think Sophie missed it, but you yeah. can watch Okay, Sarah Lynn. On the other side of the prevention convo, folks saying just eat healthily and exercise to improve mental health as we haven't already done that. Um, sorry, as if we haven't already done that. Lifestyle and clinical interventions, both important. Um, and I'd rather be like able for other reasons, trust me. Likeable or likable? Oh, likable, not sure how that's spelled. Uh, <laughs> likeable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's both sides of it. Yeah, it is, it's what we say, it's, it's, there's so many, there's so many factors and it's really irresponsible to be like, to pinpoint and be abs absolute about any one of them. I mean, more, more than anything, genetics. And again, that's not always the way. You can get diagnosed with something that no that nobody in your family's ever had before. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Hanchan, quick one on RDLs. I do two lower body days a week. One day I'll do barbell RDL, the other day I'll do dumbbell RDL. But on the dumbbell RDL, I'm up to 26 each hand. Um, but they're getting too big to hold. Shall I carry on going up? on them or shall I do both days on barbell or shall I change the type of deadlift to say it's sumo or conventional deadlift you can still use straps with dumbbells yeah I don't think he means that like the actual dumbbell is too big to no nah, I mean it can't be no because you're not holding the weight you're holding the bar yeah no I know but like if they were too big to have close to your legs but no they won't be well maybe no 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 um straps I would say um or if you find that you are hard pressed to increase your load on one modality of weight then yes yeah, switch, switch the modality sorry I thought I was gonna sneeze <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't don't worry everyone it's okay sorry did you answer that <laughs> yeah okay. yeah Isabel Hello ladies, weighing every day is helping me understand how rubbish the scales are for tracking progress, but I find it crazy how much the scales jump for me if I've had a salty meal. Is that a thing? It honestly takes two days before the scales come down again. I do have endometriosis, which may also play a part, but there's defo a pattern after salt. Yeah, actually very normal. Very normal. 
you'll be holding on to water and yes endometriosis will will create huge inflammation in the body and will definitely definitely see your weight be more erratic but it's really not something to like we like we say we always want like a three weekly trend down but it doesn't matter how erratic it is day to day mine fluctuate like two to three kgs on a day-to-day basis like we're all different oh yeah it doesn't matter at all in fact oh my god I'm so tired the more it fluctuates actually the more like if if you've put on half a pound overnight you're like yeah some of that might be fat if you've put on like five pounds overnight there's absolutely no way that it's fat so yeah if it fluctuates a lot then you know it's not changes in body composition okay Gemma hi ladies huge thank you again for making me feel like a sexy hot bitch at the hen party over the weekend sorry that's just what we do anyway says quick one why do some people put weight plates under their feet when they squat it's called heel elevation and typically it's to allow for greater depth in the squat yeah Uh, (laughs) Chan says that she is using straps they're just massive the dumbbells come on but then this is why a lot of people use bars for the because it's it's easier to increase the weight often using a bar and then you know um these are kind of bilateral movement than it is this dumbbell so if you need to move over to the bar do but i'm she's she's already doing barbell on one day i mean if you need to switch to there's no reason why you i mean it's it's pretty much the same movement i mean i i think what i normally do if i'm doing dumbbell rdls is do more reps so that might be something to think about. Yeah, exactly. As you were talking about volume, you don't have to increase the load. You can increase the reps um, or even add another set. It's up to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, Canny, I feel like we haven't had a little check-in from you in a minute. So feel free to do one. Okay. Um... Lauren, woohoo, I'm listening on my way to the gym, dying at the lower two, oh, sorry, while she's at the gym, dying in the lower two grads workout. You're welcome. Okay, Karen's just asking, can I ask why there is no tempo on the exercise plans? Thanks. Honestly, because it creates mass confusion and um, it's kind of unnecessary, especially when you're doing, like now and again, I put it in the grads workouts when they're a little bit more confident with what they're doing in the gym. But I think it can just, it's just one more thing. It's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. This is a new exercise. Now there's this random three, zero, one, zero, whatever. And then it's like, oh, it's too much. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not going to do it. Whereas if you just go in, lift with good form, lift a bit slower than what you think is probably a slow pace and don't rush, then actually you don't really need to worry about tempo. It's something that you can use as a tool a little bit later on. But I think initially, that is basically the reason why. We want you guys to be really nice and slow, but not crazy slow, but like just pe- measured and patient, should we say, on both the eccentric, which is the lengthening, and the concentric, which is the shortening of the muscle. Ideally, with a pause when the muscle is at its most elongated. That is kind of what we want in a nutshell. But Emma's right. And when you throw numbers on that, it just people don't know what the fuck. <laughs> they're looking at yeah yeah and I think the way that it's put in the app of like three zero one zero can just be a little bit it is it's not it's there's no context to it it doesn't explain also it's it's slightly more nuanced than that I mean yeah every some lifts it's really hard to do certain things you know that that you would find easier on other lifts so like if I'm doing a I don't know a wide grip pull down um, you know, having kind of when the when the when the when the laps are, are lengthening, having that kind of nice slow controlled movement is quite easy. But you talk about like a squat, for example. Yeah, sometimes you, you kind of have to do what you have to do in the movement, um, and then go on. You know, and then I guess reassess the volume or whatever. But yeah, it's 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 also quite lift dependent, I think. And again, about modality of the weight of, of the kind of the resistance dependent like I say cables most people have more control on cables than they will in with dumbbells you know yeah and like it's definitely exercise dependent like you're not going to have a four second eccentric on a 
press up because there's really not that much distance to go but you might on a squat still be quite horrible but you might yeah. uh, so generally I'd think try and make the eccentric and again that confuses people because eccentric isn't always lowering yeah depending on the exercise um yeah. try and make the lengthening of the muscle um a little bit longer than the concentric it's generally yeah. a little bit yeah. I mean this that's it because we don't really need to go into it but yes exactly um okay Lindsay, ladies, opinion on using the bar pad on barbell back squats. I don't, but I see a lot of men in the gym using it. Does it help? Am I missing something? And Kerry said, I heard someone call the bar pad the man pond, which made me laugh. No, don't. don't uh, no, very few situations in which I would give a client a bar pad. Um, there's only two. One, if they were a complete beginner and they were a little bit nervous around the bar, and even then I'd rather that they just start as they mean to continue, basically without a bar pad. And two, if I had a client who was lifting extremely heavy, and then sometimes they can bruise their, their mm-hmm. spine. So yeah, but not other than that. Oh, apart from obviously hip thrust when it's a must. Yeah, I think for hip thrust. And then really it often shows that you're not, you don't have the bar in exactly the right place if it's digging into the top of your spine. Okay, yeah. No, it should be on top of your traps. Well, well, it depends on the type of squat. Doing low bar, like I do low bar squats, and sometimes I feel it a bit, but yeah. Okay, Pippa. Last round, one of the pull workouts included inverted rows. When I did these, the only thing I felt was pain in my forearms eventually switched to underhand lat pull uh one of the swaps one of the suggested swap exercises which was successful no forearm pain and I felt it in my back muscles but wondering what I was doing wrong with the inverted rows it's impossible for us to say unless you send a video mm-hmm. um Okay, Abby, hello ladies, newbie here. I've started training for a half marathon in September. I'm currently doing three runs per week and a kettlebell class. Should I be doing more? Uh, That's three runs and a kettlebell class. Scales haven't shifted, currently eating 1800 calories. I'm five foot six and 73 kilograms. Thank you. So yeah, we'd quite like three resistance training workouts in there. So maybe one could be your kettlebell class and then you could fit in two or at least another one that's resistance training bear in mind that will have almost no impact on your fat loss if you're saying here like the scales haven't shifted that's going to be more to do with your calorie deficit which is more going to be dictated by your energy intake and your energy expenditure which is primarily going to come from your steps and your calorie intake so that's what i would focus on for the fat loss side but yeah we would really like to see if you're doing three runs like minimum two resistance training workouts yeah, nothing to add. Okay. Um, I feel, Carrie, I feel sad that I've not been able to engage in the group as much as previous rounds, but I want to try and be a bit more present this round. Don't like supping on all the support and not giving as much as I should. Aw, love you all, just wanted to say. Never feel like that. You, everyone's got a life like... No. <laughs> Stop in and out as much as you you can and all want to. In fact, actually, this touches quite nicely on something that Emma and I wanted to talk about. We know that you guys have, get such great support from the Facebook group and that you, you know, really find it, you know, as a, as a, as a source of motivation, inspiration, support, everything. And it's a wonderful thing. We do think that maybe one day a week, obviously the obvious culprit would be Saturdays or Sundays, maybe we should encourage everybody to not be on social media because it, you know, I think it is maybe an element of our coaching that we, we tried, we've tried to at various points implement this and I'm not going to lie. We've never had much success with it, but we do think it's an element of our coaching where actually maybe it's something that we should start to encourage just one day, Saturday or Sunday, um, where you just don't go on social media, you put your phones down and you spend time with your friends and family. Um, we just think is is quite a nice thing to implement. Um, yeah. Yeah, agree. Um, okay. Katrina, 
Uh... Oh, Kerry also says, I'm in full support of screens down day. Maybe we should call it that. Um, yeah. Put your phones on do not disturb. As someone who works in tech, I hate all the pull on social media has on people from Kanchan. Yeah. I yeah, just find yeah. one day on, like, makes such a difference. Just that, and I just think it makes a difference to the people around you. Like, I, I um, don't, and I deliberately haven't amended this. My phone doesn't work when I'm abroad unless I'm in a zone where I connect it to the Wi-Fi. So my 3G, 5G, whatever, just doesn't work. And I deliberately haven't changed that because the amount of times where that like, you go out, because I don't want to go out to a meal and sit down and sit on my phone. The amount of times you go out and you just look around you and everyone at the table is like this. And I'm like, we're in like South of France or in Ibiza. We're in one of the nicest restaurants like here. What are you doing? Like, what are you really, like, really, what are you doing? And like, half me feels bad. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to be on my phone for five hours. And I know the EC method is like a huge, you know, having these rolling tags and constant access to Emma and I is so important for the client's success and just the vibe of the EC method to know that we're always like a button away. And I feel bad about it, but then I think, no, actually, because I show up as a better coach. And I think that can all be applicable to our clients as well. You show up as a better wife, mom, friend, whatever it is, um, just, to, just in being present. Yeah. Yeah. Sam says that she's the same. She's never going to change it. And I think what you realize when you do that, and I realized this, like it, it took me being on a completely different time zone to be like, oh, actually, as long as we get back to people within like, I don't know, realistically, it's still within like a couple of hours normally from one of us. But like, if you're on a different time zone or if you're out for dinner and you miss some stuff, like it really doesn't matter. Like, I'm like, as long as I get back to people within 24 hours and that's how I coach my one-to-ones, many of whom are on the EC method right now. And they'll tell you that for free. I say I have 24 hours because you never, again, it could be a Sunday and I could be out with Bodhi and my family all day that like you never know. But Within 24 hours, yeah. Typically, one of us is going to reply in that timeline, as I'm sure you've already picked up on. So it'll be way less than that. But I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. Yeah, everyone's agreeing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they were like, fuck you, bitches, reply. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, right. I'm going back up to where I was. Right, Katrina. Hi, ladies. Been listening to the podcast for a year and finally signed up. Hi, James. Hello. Are you wearing a shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, hosting a, an event at the uh, the Grosvenor House. Got a 10 minute comedy set and then uh, hosting awards for the Ground Engineering Awards, it is. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It's very sexy awards. Yeah. Nice. Dirt pipes and everything else. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, my favorite topic. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm a perfect. Your wedding shirt. Yeah. No, I've got a few more done. With JMC on. Yeah. It? Oh no, maybe not. No, 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 no. That is Let's my wedding. See. Are these your cufflinks? Yeah. No, these, no, no it's, it's got white shirt. Can you see? I don't think it's you like can tell. Embroidery. It's like a white embroidery. It's embroidered. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. I bought him. All right. Fuck me. I'm in a bit of a rush. I mean, I can't. You know. Busy international man. I can't be pinned down. Okay, right, thank you. Sorry to disturb you, ladies. Yeah, eating calories. Yeah, lift weights. Dish told. Good girls. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Okay. Hi, ladies. Been listening to the podcast for a year and finally signed up. My goal is fat loss. I'm fifty-seven point five currently, and I'm five foot four. And I've been enjoying getting back into lifting, but I'm struggling to fit in three gym workouts plus cardio plus looking after my very active one-year-old. I need to keep up my cardio fitness for netball trials in September, but I know the gym is key for losing fat. I mean, it's not, but it is key, but it's not key for losing fat. Anyway, would two gym workouts and two 5Ks in addition to diet and steps a week be likely to result in any progress? Yes. Yeah. Or am I better sticking to three gym sessions and a 15-minute cardio tacked on after? Yesterday, I did push workout and then 15 minutes on the spin bike and I would much rather run outdoors even if it's interval running as opposed to distance I mean one other thing you could do is just add in a home workout as well so two gym two runs and home one yeah but I'm I mean I'm happy with as long as it's two full bodies <coughs> trying to get as much volume in those sessions as possible which by that I mean do potentially maybe take a couple of exercises from a session that you're missing and put them in there 
or maybe do like an extra set on a few things on a couple of body parts. Um, but I'm happy with two full body weight workouts and two runs a week purely because you have a very specific performance goal with which the cardio, which you're struggling to fit everything in is going to really benefit. So, yeah. And, and also because your enjoyment of exercise, you know, you're saying you can do, and I was like, well, there's your solution. And you're like, but I much prefer running outside. So I'm like, you know what? Enjoy exercise. And I said this on an IG um, q and I did the other day. You know, what this person wanted to do wasn't optimal, but enjoyment of exercise is optimal. So which lens are we going to talk about here? And I just think, yeah. 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 When you talk about optimal, like when you ask, like, can you get results doing that? Yes, absolutely. You can. Like, the you know, the difference between doing two workouts and three workouts isn't no results. It's just slightly less optimal, potentially. But if you're running as well, what I would say is that if it's netball specific, two 5Ks isn't the best thing that you could be doing. Like maybe a 5K, but also you need to like think about a netball game. It's definitely not like running a 5K, right? So you want to make it as sport specific as possible. You want to be doing like interval type stuff. You want to be doing change in direction type stuff. Like there's certainly no comparison between like running at a fixed pace for 5K and the demands of a netball game yeah tennis tennis could work yeah just start playing tennis don't you feel like i'm about to start this new campaign for nuffield health did you know that nuffield health is a healthcare charity a charity charity i didn't know this that's a tax dodge i mean i find it well no because i'm about to do this this campaign this charity campaign for them to get more young girls into exercise and we're talking about it in the thing. And I was like, um, I hated PE at school. I bunked every PE lesson I ever had or tried to because it was like all my PE teachers thought that as girls we should be doing is playing fucking hockey and playing netball. And I didn't want to play hockey or netball. I had no interest. And there was nothing else on the table. It what did you want to do? Rounders. I wanted to fucking do my... I'm, I'm a really good solo sports person. I like surfing. I like horse riding. I like rock climbing. I like weightlifting. I'm not good in a team environment because it makes me really anxious. Like, I'm really anxious that I'm going to let everyone down and I freak out and I, I don't perform and I don't enjoy it. But anyway, it was like rounders, hockey and netball. And it was just like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. So anyway, I really like this initiative. I know, and all women are like, like, all, not all that, again, just shooting myself in the foot. Most women are like, oh my God, I love netball. Oh my God, I love this. My friend got hit in the round, in the face of the round is our school reunion. And I was like, this is so classic school reunion. Um, but, I, but I was just like, there was nothing else. And I just, I don't know, I really like it because the campaign is like basically get to get girls in the gym to show them different kinds of like workouts and exercising. And I just think also like, I don't know. I think, it, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. That's great. Did you see Kerry's story the other day about she, there was like a kids gym session going on, but it was like all guys, no girls. That's what I mean. And I think in this that now at the moment, Sport and exercise is still massively more skewed towards young boys and young men than it is young girls and young women. I think the sporting thing, of obviously, after the success of the lionesses and the red roses, and I think that's starting to change, but not in terms of just exercise. Like, and I and I also think because now there's so much fear around like young girls diet or like thinking about their diet or exercise in terms of how they look that it's almost like a, a really like nuanced topic that people don't want to go near but it's like I know that if I'd started getting more into exercise like in, as a teenager my mental health journey would have looked markedly different and markedly better and I just think it's yeah I'm really excited to be doing it actually I think it's gonna be really fun I think it, it's all to do with um the intent behind it right like actually exercise as a young person can be the best thing that you you're doing if you're like oh how cool I could never do a push-up and now I'm doing three but if you're like oh let's see how many calories we can burn on the cross trainer yeah like that's probably you know but people just bracket those things the same um I think that sounds great I still don't get how Nuffield is a charity it's that I so literally just talking to them in the uh, just in the in the meeting today, and they were like, uh, because obviously then so Nuffield go through a PR company who then approach people to get involved. Um, so then the PR the PR guy was like, by the way, did you know that Nuffield is a healthcare charity? And I was like, no. And she was like, 
I was like, I was like, what, like, what, what, what are they? And she was like, well, this is one of their charity campaigns. It's like to get young girls, but they don't get anything from it. I was just like, this is really interesting. Well, I didn't do know if they're registered as a charity and they don't pay tax. Yeah, no, no. But the fact that they're, I mean, so I'm going to go back and ask them, but they're doing, they're doing something with the menopause as well. We're doing good stuff. I, I'm always like, if, if, and when I see a campaign like this, I mean, the amount of shit I turn down. When I see a campaign like this, I'm like, yeah, that's got me written all over it. Um, oh, I mean, I, like, undoubtedly, they're, they're both incredible things. But if they're doing it just under the guise of, I can take the charity box if we do this, and then we'll save like millions in taxes, then I'm less impressed. Yeah, but I'm not 100% convinced that's what they're definitely doing. You, you not watch it. You read it watching the news, Emma, at the moment. You want to be very careful with defamation. I was like... Well, I mean, I've not said they're a charity. And I also think it's probably it's potentially part of it that's a charity. Like, it's definitely a business. Mm. Oh, they've got, they've got gyms. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's it, yeah. But it's interesting. And, and they've got, like... Um, Oh, no, I don't think they do. I think I was thinking of something else. Co-op. <laughs> the co-op. Oh, yeah, I always get confused between Nuffield Health and the co-op. Like, oh, let me just go to... Oh, damn it, I've ended up at the co-op again. There's no reason why in my head they're connected, and I think it's because, like, the one Nuffield Health around me is right next to a co-op. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Right. Um, Sarah Lynn, quick shout-out to Jen and the Cal Chow. Cal- oh, fucking hell. Jen, can you fuck off with this cow child because you're stealing all of our thunder? She's I love it. Like, this is the most successful coaching, I guess, hack we've ever had on the EC method. Jen is just, it's just going to be the Jen method next month. I know. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. She says calorie deficit consistency on point, knowing I'll be checking in there daily. It's so interesting how much a little ca- accountability can make all the difference. Carrie, <laughs> PE at school is shocking. The PE teacher told my 16 year old, we don't go outside in bad weather. We're princesses. Hmm. <gasps> I would be in there like a shot having a word. That is unacceptable. This, this part's good. She says they just did dance and then she campaigned to for them to play football and rugby what oh you mean the daughter i was like what the, the princess because yeah. you ever uh, played rugby game because i have and it is not enjoyable no i've not and there's a reason for that okay <laughs> we had bella's sports day today her team came second and you better believe i was shouty pushy parent i think sportsmanship should be encouraged as should be aspiring to win Oh yeah, James would completely agree. He's like hates it that they, you know, he he always says the same sentence. Like now everybody just gets a medal for taking part, and it just teaches people such shit, like non-valuable life lessons. Yeah, I actually think I agree with that. If he he got rejected from his first England Charles, and if he hadn't, he I guarantee you he would have thrown in the towel with professional rugby a hundred percent but the fact that he got rejected and then fought for it and it just completely changed his whole mindset of it because before he didn't didn't really give a shit yeah what do they say the struggle is the the struggle becometh the man some shit like that (laughs) made that one up okay sam uh, my kids just spent two years in Finland and they didn't have one single indoor recess. Snowstorms, rain, minus 25 degrees. <laughs> the kids get outside and get moving. Such a healthy way to treat kids. The UK is worse than most other countries for this, I think. I mean, it's healthy until they get frostbite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you read the news about this Barbie movie? Have I heard the reviews? You read them. Yeah, have you heard them? People no, are saying it's like unbelievable. And I'm so excited to go and see it. I've not read one bad review, not one. Is, it, think, is it out yet? Or is it just like the premiere? I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's out. Let me have a little look. Barbie. When it... <laughs> what the, like, what's the story of Barbie? The 1st of July. I think it's a big commentary on women in society, but apparently, apparently it's like every box is ticked. Apparently it looks sensational. 
the acting apparently is fucking phenomenal the character like arcs like stories are like fucking brilliant um and everyone uh, ryan gosling apparently there's like oscar buzz around him as ken but i was just like because when i saw it and you saw the pack photos which i reckon they kind of leaked on purpose of them as barbie and ken i was like what am i what are they doing i don't understand this like this is Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. Like, they're no joke. And I was like, how, what is this, what is this film going to be? And now I've read the reviews. I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I'm really excited about it. Um, anyway, so again, back to health and fitness. I like how broad these conversations are. Um, okay, so nothing else on the live. Um, oh my God. I'm not okay. Okay. Tanjan's asking if she can go see it with you. Yeah, let's go together. Sarah Lynn says, my, my my wife wants to go and see the Barbie movie with me. I have no idea what the plot is other than it's called Barbie. Um, and then Nicole, I saw the trailer for Barbie at the weekend and was dreading my daughter making me take her, but now I'm pretty curious. Oh yeah, no, it's meant to be great. Okay, Katie. Hi ladies, I've signed up to a couple of High Rocks events later in the year, October and November. This is totally my thing. The cross between running and CrossFit and functional fitness. Obs, obs, you need to be strong to push the sled almost 100 kilograms. Anyway, my question is, what should my training split look like? Or would you recommend what ratio of EC workouts would you be doing per week um, to CrossFit running whilst training for this event? Any ideas? Let me just look up. Do you know exactly what high rocks is? Like what? Mm, no, not really in terms of like specific okay any high rocks event along with the eight times one kilometer running you will also be tasked with completing variations of the following exercises ski erg sled push sled pull burpee broad jump rower farmer's carry sandbag lunge wall ball so I would. You want to think about specificity. Like if you want to get good at something, you want to get your training related to that. So, like, if you want to get good at high rocks and you want to perform well, practice those things. Mm -hmm. I was going to say make a list of all those exercises, and I would say split them into. I mean, how many did they mention? I would say split everything into two, two eight, eight, two separate workouts of four things um ideally so I wouldn't do for example like I would do a sled push and pull on this in the same workout um because it's you you're going to be able to um keep your output out for both but I wouldn't do uh for example like burpee and uh I don't know <laughs> Right. Do you know what I want you to do? I want you to tag us and I want you to list these exercises. We'll break them into two separate workouts for you and you need to do them every week to get you ready. Also from a psychological, not just physiological point of view, this is like a competition vibe. So you're going to be a lot more comfortable and you're going to be in a much better headspace if you know that you've been doing these exercises twice a week, every week for the last X amount of weeks. So it's a really good thing to do. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, up to date on L Live. Hey, Sambeek. Hi, ladies. Sorry for a long one. I just took three weeks off training in June, forced due to visiting family, holidays, and moving from Finland to the US. I've been back in the gym for nearly three weeks now, but I'm still struggling. I can't lift as heavy as I was before the break, and my doms are awful. For context, the move has been very stressful, and it continues to be. We're in temporary accommodation with bare minimum kitchen stuff. No food or body scales. I'm using alcohol as a relaxant most days and my sleep is pretty poor. I've stopped taking creatine and my protein has dropped to 100 grams a day. Sam was having like about 150 if memory serves before. The weather is brutally humid and I'm keeping steps around 15k a day and I'm training four to five times a week with 50 to 60 minutes total added cardio weekly. Any suggestions on my workouts are proving so hard when previously I've never struggled like this. Everything you've mentioned, taking three weeks off away from the gym and then going back into the gym, you're really on that fine line at having lost um, strength and muscle mass, only a smidge and you're on a fine line, but that basically will be why you're finding it very hard. And you, you are more dummy lol. 
Um, the fact that your sleep is poor and you're drinking, both of these things are going to have an impact on your output. And as is the not taking creatine anymore, big one, start taking creatine again, um, and the reduction in protein, um, both the creatine will be really impacting your output and the drop in protein will be really impacting your recovery again, as will the alcohol and the sleep. And finally, the humidity, you'll, you need to make sure that you're staying on top of hydration, um, because that will have a huge role to play in it as well, especially with an increase in alcohol. Mm -hmm. excellent um we're still up to date on the live okay can't wait to say this name christine corcoran corcoran what a lovely what a lovely cadence it has all right first round for me and i'm getting into the swing of the workouts but i'm really struggling with the barbell glute bridges and hip thrusts i really feel a strain in my back when i do them even if it's a lightweight, is there a form issue? Please, can you talk me through how to do these? Or is there an alternative that doesn't involve me aimlessly thrusting? Um, aimlessly? It, yeah, aimlessly thrusting. It sounds like you don't have a neutral spine. It sounds to me like you're hyperextending your spine. So you want to brace it, being punched in the stomach. Then you do the thrust and you'll keep a neutral spine and it shouldn't hurt. If you would like to upload a form video, we can break it down and go through it. And I can reply with a video of someone who actually always loves to send a video of her doing hip thrusts because her form is perfection. Excellent. Okay, should we do one more? Mm -hmm. Tracy Roberts. Hey, newbie here, 50 years old and wondering if there's any supplements that you can recommend for my age group, especially when it comes to weightlifting. I don't take anything apart from some bovine collagen with my morning coffee, which contributes towards my daily protein intake. Thank you, Emma. Um honestly the same as anyone protein becomes more important creatine becomes more important vitamin d is still important omega-3s if you're not getting them in there's really there's not anything extra it's just you should be taking all those things whether you're 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 yeah okay that's it we are back on friday in the morning right yeah 10 a.m uk time I'm away again. It's my birthday, okay? And if no, I don't, it's my birthday. And if I don't go with James, then I'm going to be on my own. All my friends are away. So, okay. Thanks, everyone.